0: Hello, everybody. This is a Business Bootup edition of the Dreamers and Doers podcast. I'm Brayden. I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Sammy Grace. Hi, Brayden.
1: So each week, we'll come to you live from the Loveworks campus, where you will hear interviews from my younger and more experienced entrepreneurs who inspire, educate, and give you action steps to help your education and
0: business. Absolutely. And the Business Bootup podcast is partnered with the Norman Chamber of Commerce, who advocates to see Norman, Oklahoma, be a thriving business community. It is powered by First United Bank Norman, who's not like your typical bank, Their purpose is to inspire and empower others to spend life wisely. So, huge thank you to the Norman Chamber of Commerce and First United Bank for helping us see our youngest entrepreneurs achieve their dreams. Speaking of their business dreams and all this, we are the Dreamers and Doers podcast, so let's meet our first Dreamer and Doer, doer, Jory Miller. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, we are so grateful to have you. So we have a cool bio. Jory is a dad first, an entrepreneur second. He hopes to inspire others and to be confident and comfortable in his own creativity. His goal is to make sure he leaves an inheritance uh, to his children's children, which I love that. So hello, hello, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing pretty good. I'm just trying to figure out this weather. Yeah. I don't know if it's cold, hot, yeah. I don't know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, I woke over.
0: up and I'm like, it's hoodie season. I, I, <laughs> lunchtime, was like, it's it's a little hot.
1: So yeah, you guys, yeah. Thanksgiving was just last week. So how was your Thanksgiving? You guys have a good Thanksgiving?
2: Thanksgiving was was cool. You know, I got family in, in Texas, so we spent some time in, in Texas. Good old Wataga. <laughs> you know, but yeah, it was it was pretty good. So that's thanks awesome. For
0: so we are the Dreamers and Doers podcast. So we love this first question: is do you consider yourself more of a natural dreamer? Or a doer?
2: Can I be a mix of both? absolutely. <laughs> uh, because I thought about that question. I was like, man, I would love to say, you know, I wake up and I just crush the day. You know, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. But if, 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 if I don't dream, then what, I, what do I know what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I dream often and very detailed. So when I'm doing something, I want to make sure it's strategic and has, has an intent and a purpose. So wow. a little nice. bit of both.
0: I love it. I feel like we've interviewed quite quite a lot of leaders and we see like leaders, they're not one or the other. They're like, they're a mix. And so i love that answer. Mm
1: -hmm. So what was life like for you growing up? And was your first dream job have
2: anything to do with designing clothing? Heck no. Heck no. My life growing up was uh, a mess. Uh, Adventurous, uh, troublesome, only because I felt like whatever I had to say was very important. So I always got in trouble. I made good grades, but I thought if I made good grades, then it justified me uh, just talking a lot. But my first job, I was uh, a janitor, Um, and so I just pulled trash at the church that I went to, and so that was my first job. So if anything, it just taught me how to just honor the position that you have and work hard at it.
0: I love that. So can you kind of set us on that journey a little bit of becoming the owner of your green young company? because. I know that starting from here, going to that is like, it's a journey. It's a wild ride. So can you kind of walk us through that journey, how it looked like for you?
2: At some point, you you go through enough failures and just realize that, you know what? uh, I could either continuously be a a cog in a wheel and work for somebody else, or I could just go ahead and take my own ideas and thoughts serious and just go ahead and just Launching to the deep, I guess you could say. <laughs> and so that's really what I did. I mean, I do a lot. I did a lot of research, a lot of studying before I uh, was strategic and made a move to have my own uh, different apparel uh, clothing uh, brand. But, uh, yeah, just do a lot of research, stay humble, stay dedicated.
0: So you'd say just... your, your first step was research.
2: No, oh, all day. I Before I even launched, before I mm-hmm. even re, uh, opened up my website and even had my clothes designed, I was over a year. Just a lot of research. Wow. Get a lot of counseling, seeking out, uh, you know, advice from people. Yeah, money management, business class. Me, because I have like a uh, a master's in business, so I was like, at some point, y'all got to utilize what I got. So,
0: so I'm going mm-hmm. a little bit off script, yeah. but uh, so after you did all that research, was mm-hmm. like, what were those next steps of like, you have this, what you want to do, you have your research, what's next?
2: Uh, what? A, my first thought, I can't say. Um, so it's just at a certain point, it's just like you're either going to talk about it all day, are you going to be about it? So I just went ahead and just took my own thoughts and dreams uh, seriously and just went ahead and just uh, reached out to a screen printing, uh, reached out to some people on Fiverr as far as like the design and all that kind of stuff, seeing what they can do, see if their artistic creativity could match what I actually imagine, what I dream about. And uh, and that was it. So once I found the right uh, connection of people, and I got the design, then I took it to a guy that I, a local guy uh, that I know and the screen printing uh, uh, arena and uh, got it done. And so that's what I've been doing ever since. Wow. That's I love that's, that.
1: That's awesome. So going on with that, I know it is obviously life is a journey. So what is something that you are working towards now? What is a dream that you're working on now to accomplish?
2: Making sure I have an inheritance for my kids' kids. Uh, for me, it's all about financial legacy, generational wealth. Um, and my parents worked very hard, and so they taught me as far as like the key and the power and the importance of like working hard. But I don't want to just work hard just to be working. I want to have. I want to work. I want my uh, hard work to have a sense of purpose, and uh, I want to make sure that my kids can, you know, reap the the benefits of my dedication.
0: You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, kind of talking about that youth, right? What would be like if you take yourself back just a little bit? Mm. Uh, what would be that life lesson that you wish you knew that somebody taught you back if you were in middle school and high school?
2: Oh, middle school and high school because the middle school was just a land of confusion. I was just <laughs> like, oh. I was all over the place and just trying to yeah. fit in and all that kind of stuff. And just if you could just realize that who you are, you are unique and you're beautiful. God made you the way you are for a reason, so don't try to strive to fit in. That's too much work. Oh my gosh, there's, there's enough co- carbon copies. So it's only the authentic ones that just stand out. So I just encourage everyone, regardless if you're gonna be liked or disliked, if you're gonna be disliked, be disliked for being yourself.
1: It's unique. I, I'm, yeah. I, I wish I had
0: my notepad right oh, now. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: for our last question, unfortunately, do you have a tip of any kind that you wanna share with our listeners who maybe wanna start their own business?
2: Yes, just fail often. I know that sounds like a Will Smith quote, but it's just really, <laughs> a, be comfortable with failing and be comfortable with people questioning you. I would say, like, because if you have a dream, not everybody's going to get it because they didn't have the dream. They're not in your mental space. So be comfortable with owning your own ideas and just launching out to the deep.
0: I. See, listen, this is why I wish I had my notepad with me. Like, you're you're spitting some stuff here. So I know that the viewers out there, they're learning something. They're going to be inspired. They're going to do—I don't know. Like, this sounds like cliche. They're going to use this information. You're pouring out, and they're going to use it. And so I just want to thank you so much again thank for uh, being on our podcast.
2: But thank you. Before we
0: completely wrap up, I'm going to give you just a little bit, you know, plug, plug where we can find you.
2: Um, well, my, my Instagram is different underscore apparel, um, and it's just really about, and the reason why even different apparel even exists is because it's just really encouraging people. I wish I could show you all this. So this symbol right here, this is Hebrew for genius, and all, if you look up the definition of a genius, it's just somebody who just operates in their natural capacity. So you're wow. not striving to be something else. You're just operating and being you. So uh, you can just catch me on Instagram. And I'm just now growing it because I'm new to this. So I'm still learning and growing. So yeah, my, my Instagram is uh, different underscore apparel. And All hopefully right. I continue to expand from there. So
0: I love you. everything about this. Like, I'm so grateful we got to do this and learn a little bit about you and your company. But mm-hmm. viewers, we'll be back in just a little bit with our next amazing guest very, very soon. All right, we are back with our next guest, Aiden Strather. So, a little bit background: Ristroll began as an experimental learning project in collaboration with LoveWorks Leadership and Trifecta Communications, a tech and ad agency based in Oklahoma City, by using augmented reality technology. And so, for months, these students they worked hard to develop the interaction, interactive game world, plot, and characters introduced Ristroll, an AR augmented reality video game on five slate slap bracelets. One band even features Hatsune Miku, a popular Japanese Vocaloid, which opened up in. International sales this year. Aiden is a 17 year old incoming junior, not incoming, you're now a junior in high school, which is so cool. Um, he's had various volunteering experiences through both Loveworks and other camps throughout the years and is one of the founding members of Restworld. He's actually working for the marketing team, specializing in art and graphics. His favorite activities include volunteering, tabletop games, and reading. Another thing about Aiden is if not one of my best friends, my best friend right here. <laughs> so this is a super awesome interview. But Aiden, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good.
3: Just, you know, living through life. <laughs> living through uh, life. We schools. just got just got out of school, so yeah. we're living.
1: So we are really, really excited to learn more about you and your story. So what drew you to first become a part of Risk World Team?
3: So whenever the team first formed, it was through an introduction through one of the Loveworks summer camps a few years back. And and it was one of the camps that I had—it uh, was kind of one of my first Loveworks camps. So it was one of the first that I had actively participated in. And I was really drawn in by the idea of just augmented reality and working with it because it was part of a group that I had not been a part of, but it still seemed like a very interesting concept for me. And I was really excited to uh, explore it further. So that's kind of what led me to join the team.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad we we joined this team. Like I've been working with this guy for like th- almost four years now. Yeah, about that's four years ever. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> We know, like I know, we've had a lot of challenges with Wrist World. And mm-hmm. Just in business in general, there's yeah. a lot of challenges. And so, you know, could you just walk us through some of the challenges we faced as Wrist World as a company and so, how we overcame
3: them? Yeah. So one of the largest uh, challenges that we had to overcome was during the 2019 Toy Fair when, uh, due to Lunar New Year, we weren't able to get our product in. So we had to uh, make kind of a prototype almost on the spot, which I'm very proud of our team with uh, how they handled that. That was extremely quick thinking, and honestly, it was really impressive on their part. But just uh, the way that we were able to overcome that problem, and we were so good at working uh, through that together. Yeah,
0: and yeah. I feel like kind of like kind of going off of that. Like there is so much power when it comes to like the teamwork, especially in our team. Like if we didn't have a a truly, a village behind us. Like, yeah, it would have been difficult, and so that that really is a testament to how important that is to build build that foundation and community. Definitely. Yeah.
1: So we know that running a business is quite a challenge, and your whole team is made up of of students high school high school and middle school students. So there, obviously, you guys have busy schedules. So, what is some advice that you have for students who? Maybe want to work together on a business idea.
3: So if you're working to balance uh, both a business and school, uh, I know that RiskWorld itself started during the beginning of the school year of that, uh, that specific year. So it was really something that we were able to integrate into our schedules more easily. Uh, it would probably be a little bit harder to integrate it if you were like halfway through the year and you already had commitments. But um, just generally, just get your commitments straight and scheduled out so that if you have stuff going on, you know what's going on so you can let your fellow uh, company members know. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you can also try and schedule around any commitments that you might have that week.
0: I-, I laugh because we have so many commitments as a team. Like, finding a single day where we can all meet <laughs> is an, an act of God. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 is, it is a fun and it it's challenging, but we know that, like, business— Leaders, they're busy, and that's the, the best thing about it, is that if you weren't in business, you wouldn't be really busy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we we get that now. Um, but kind of going into that busyness, you know, we introduced we, Hatsune Miku into our product last year. And so can you tell about, like, some of the strategic licensing that came with that and, you know, how it affected our business as a whole?
3: So we first uh, came into contact with uh, the li- licensing agent for Hatsune Miku at the— that was the the most recent Toy Fair, so that would be twenty twenty, which is right before everything hit and the world caved in pretty much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but as so as we like met with him, uh, we became more kind of entranced by the idea of Hatsune Miku because she seemed to fit our product uh, very closely. So with the uh, our wrist our wristbands having kind of like a hologram image. And then uh, Hatsune Miku being like a virtual uh, artist, uh, where sh- she would have uh, digital performances. Uh, it seemed like a really good fit. And uh, personally, I knew a little bit about her, not too much. And uh, some o- of our other team members had heard of her, but no one really knew the full like scale of how large your fan base was. But that has completely affected our company. We've grown so much, and I think we've both gained experience and. A kind of a whole new audience just from that yeah. licensing deal alone.
0: So going off of that, you know, getting this audience, and this is kind of like a really personal question that I know that you were able to personalize. I would say that you were able to kind of overtake is when we kind of got all this. We started getting a lot of hype through the Hatsune Miku Expo. So you can kind of dive in a little bit about that, but more importantly, how we
3: responded via Twitter. Because beforehand
0: mm-hmm. we didn't have a Twitter, but you really overtook yeah. that Twitter head. So please tell us that story of how that happened.
3: so Twitter is very much the uh, like the head of the Hatsune Miku like fan bases like what social media platform they choose uh-huh. to take like it's uh, she's kind of prominent on Facebook Instagram but Twitter's really where the majority of her fans are and so kind of what you have to do if you have a fan base is you have to stay involved with them so they really like whenever you listen to them because a lot of larger companies just won't like, so if you host polls or ask questions and you actually answer and you, like, interact regularly with your fans and show them that they're, like, actually worth something, mm-hmm. then that's really what drives them forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought so great, like, for our younger, like, audiences. I know you're getting into marketing, getting into how to interact with customers, like, actually interacting is where it's yeah. at. And I know you've taken, like, a spearhead with that and have <laughs> grown our Twitter larger than our Instagram at this point in just a couple months, which is so, so amazing. And so kind of just starting to wrap up, what's on the horizon for this world?
3: So one of the larger things that we have planned for the future is just uh, j- bringing uh, more expansion to the bands themselves, just uh, creating more of a experience that we think that our users will enjoy, um, and just generally an experience that is— more interactive, so we have team members working on that, and that's something that I'm really excited for.
1: Yeah. Wow. I love that. And so, for for our last question, what has been one of your favorite parts about being a part of a team business?
3: So, uh, specifically for Wrist World, I'd say that um, a lot of people may say, well, it's like, it's really cool that you got to go to New York or Chicago, but it's, it's not truly, like, all about the trips for me because— Although it's nice seeing like those new landscapes and seeing like all of this new stuff, it's it's really the connections that we've made that really brings it in for me. So we've had connections with people in New York and Chicago, but uh, just generally, uh, the connections have really helped our business a whole lot. And Braden, I know you know this. Um, just the people that we meet are much more valuable than the places that we go.
0: Yeah, even like just connections, like with a team, like the The world team like our team like it's a family at this mm-hmm. point like we know each other we've been dealing i say dealing with each other but we've been dealing with each other for almost four years like we're a family and i i really just value that connection and like if you're going into a team business like value those relationships and connections it's going to get you so far so Aiden, i just want to thank you so much for joining us on the podcast but before we like completely wrap up and start our ending where can we find more about risk world where can we buy it
3: uh, so uh, the main source would be on our website which is www.wrist.world, uh, no.com uh, but also our instagram is team underscore wristworld, and our Twitter is the same uh, there may be some capitalization but um, also just like we're kind of active on Facebook but it's one of our uh, less active pages but we're we're there we're <laughs>
0: Yeah, and if we got you local, if you're in Oklahoma, we're available in 100 stores across OnCue and Love. So if you ever stop by there, Risk World, you can find it. So, Sammy, those were some pretty awesome interviews, weren't they? What was something that really stuck out to you?
1: I love how Aiden was talking about teamwork and his— and not even just teamwork, but just the connections. Mm. And especially, we are a business podcast, so that's something we are trying to fully get across to our viewers and the fact that connections are just so important. Yeah. And, I, and I love how the way he he emphasized that.
0: And I love, you know, with Jory, like I'm, I'm wearing, it. I, I threw it on the t-shirt immediately after <laughs> the interview. I loved it. Um, but he was really just powerful in the fact of like, be you. If you're going to do something, if you're going to do anything, do it you. And I love that. Like we're so many, we're in a place in our world where like everybody's trying to fit in to be something else. Don't do that. Especially <laughs> in your business. Like don't try to make your business what somebody else wants make it what you want, make it what you're passionate about. And I feel like that really hit home with me. Is like, he truly does have a different mindset about that. And I, I love that. And so I'm it's just 100% really of the shots here. you don't take. Absolutely. <laughs> so viewers out there, we just, we will be back real soon with our, <laughs> well, we'll be at next week, sorry, with our two new business owners that hopefully inspire, educate you, and give you a powerful point of action to grow your idea or business. And we want to send another huge, huge thank you to the Norman Chamber of Commerce, First United Bank, the Loveworks leadership, just for believing in our youngest entrepreneurs. And, <laughs> and remember, real leaders, they don't blend in. They stand out. Dream big. And do your dream.
1: Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye, y'all.